Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. Right, welcome everyone to the Week in Italian Startup, where uh, Nicola and I, we discuss the main news happening uh, last week in Italy. Welcome, Nick. Ciao, Jack. Ciao, everybody. All right, jumping right in, uh, iGenius, a conversational data intelligence platform raising 10 million euro in a Series A. And uh, it's a very interesting round because it's led by two very interesting players, Nova Capital and Blackship, which uh, I would say they have like their own very unique investment thesis and history. So let's talk about it. Well, yep, uh, iGenius is is a company that makes macro trend about conversational, conversational interfaces, uh, chatbots, if you want, mm-hmm. uh, but with a twist on um, aggregating and presenting data. So it's very B2B play more than a consumer play. Uh, the company has an interesting history because it went through two angel rounds, quite big ones uh, mm-hmm. in the order of millions of euros. Uh, and this is a A plus round, whatever that means. I, I have no idea, but uh, it's a real scale-up round, uh, finally. And as I said, the investors are Nova Capital and Black Sheep. Black Sheep is a MarTech company, so uh, spot-on investment for them. Uh, and remember, Black Sheep is a fund uh, within the Eureka Ventures big, uh, big hats. Uh, and uh, maybe Nova Capital. Or yeah, Nova Capital. An investor that we don't see very often. But no, but uh, if you dig deeper, that's a very interesting uh, company. So Nova Capital is essentially uh, part or related to uh, Gruppo Merloni, which is the owner of the brand like Ariston, a big, big brand here in Italy. And essentially, it's kind of their family office venture uh, vehicle, which is very, very, very interesting. So uh, Nova Capital is chaired by one of the Merloni family, um, one of the latest generation of Merloni family. And uh, what is interesting is that uh, they've been investing basically in deals which be between like venture capital and private equity. And uh, they have like a very, um, a very, you know, a very structured team, I would say. And uh, uh, you can find a lot of interesting deals, including The Orbit, for example, Planet Smart City, and uh, yeah, a bunch of Nucleo, there you go. Nucleo, Credimi, there are quite a bunch of Philogen, that's a exactly. company on the Nasdaq. So very nice, very nice portfolio if you look at the, the brands and the logos. Absolutely, absolutely. Robose, Robose is a very good company, so. Yeah. And Nina Capital means that they also do fund of funds. Yes. Probably in a very specific way, because Nina Capital is a Spanish VC fund. Uh, I believe um, uh, um, wellness tech, if I remember right. So mm-hmm. very specific vertical that might be aligned to the Merlonis family goal. Yeah, I mean it's a team of five people, but definitely like a very very interesting interesting in, like it, they're very interesting in in their positioning. Uh, and yeah, definitely a nice interesting vehicle and player into the the field. And if they go they do rounds of such a such a volume that's uh, that's comparable to a, a very early stage VC, I would say, if uh, if they can support that. It's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Good structured family office. That yeah. 
yeah, good yeah. to have one or, or a few actually as, as we talked about last week of uh, the mini series we need them yes exactly so that's a good news for sure yeah awesome all right moving on uh second biggest round of the week is Tracani futura edtech startup raising about 7.65 million from cdp venture capital uh, especially from the uh, boost innovation fund so one of the many fund that cdp is managing and uh, and uh, and basically uh, playing with in a way um, yeah. So that's very interesting because Tracan is a staple name in Italian culture forever from I think the 20s, back in the 20s. It's a selling encyclopedia when selling encyclopedia was a, a cool thing to do door by door. Now they might need to reinvent the model. I'm not sure if that works anymore. <laughs> Nick, what's your take? I mean, EdTech ah. is being, uh, you know, completely disrupted now in, in the past. 20 years for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. So encyclopedias, I mean, they're strong. They're, they're going strong. So yeah, they back, might have back a future. In the, back in the, in the business. <laughs> no, apart from the jokes. Uh, it's actually good to know that they're, you know, reinventing and reinvesting into the new, uh, into this new area of ad tech. Uh, actually, with a platform that reminds a lot of Coursera and mm -hmm. those kinds of education platforms. Um, the interesting bit about this investment is actually, as you said, the, uh, the fund from the CDP that led the round, Boost Innovation. That's a very specific and unusual type of fund because it, uh, it actually co-invests with corporate, corporates. And so it basically tends to support spin-outs or spin-offs but there are corporates developing new uh, business lines or want to develop new business line business opportunities and boost innovation, co-invest with them into this new opportunity. So that's an interesting uh, way of thinking about uh, supporting companies innovating. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The other interesting exactly. element is that uh, apart from uh, Trekani, sort of the holding company and CDP, there are no other particular investors. So I was checking the, the cap table and the ownership so essentially is a split between a majority is going to be Treccani Scuola, which, uh, you know, it's the, the daughter of Encyclopedia Instituto dell'Encyclopedia Italiana, which is kind of the, the beginning company, the big uh, company on top. The holding company. The yeah. holding company. And then the Boost Innovation Fund, basically owning like a third of it, of uh, Treccani Futura. And there are no particular uh, other investors. That's, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Impact yeah. School, I believe, was another startup that was acquired by Trecani. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I might be wrong here. But, so the way I understand uh, it is that Trecani Futura is a sort of the evolution of Impact School. So basically it looks like they kind of point. acquired, they acquired Impact School uh, and now they're basically evolving it given the tools of the company and uh, the extra injection of capital. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. They have that, a CEO, that looks like the play. Yeah, they have a CEO, which is not a founder. It's uh, Cristina Pozzi. Uh, but uh, but yeah, very interesting corporate play that can totally change the face of the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyper interesting. So um, okay, I'm gonna be a little bit of a contrarian here. Uh, they're kind of like on the on the late part of the curve in the mock space. Like uh, you know, online courses like Coursera has been like trying to. It's a play that's been working forever. Uh, Italy, maybe in the past two years, has seen a few platforms doing that. 
especially for uh, sort of digital contents, um, website design, uh, programming, STEM disciplines. So I'll be curious to see how, which direction they're going to take. So it's definitely not a university play like MIT open course back in the 2000s where they put everything and for anything, which is awesome. Uh, but uh, I don't think they're going to go the fully digital sort of new business uh, kind of route. So it will be cool to see how exactly they're going to distinguish themselves from the, the mass of courses uh, going around. That's, that's a very fair point. There, there are a lot of platforms. Probably many of them don't have native Italian content. Yeah. Uh, so probably part of the play is to be quite local, strong local, local content. And mm -hmm. looking at the catalog, it looks pretty broad from personal improvements to actual courses uh, in, uh, useful for work. So it's pretty broad. Um, we'll see whether breadth helps in, uh, in building a better, better product. Cool. So, no, but I hear you very well. Fair awesome. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on, uh, let's talk about smart pricing, a dynamic pricing platform for hotels, uh, raising about 2 million uh, from uh, TechShop um, and Fondazione di Sardegna. So a yeah, few... That, I, I, I got it wrong, uh, apologies. Oh. I, I was, yeah, yeah, I got it wrong. I, I read the article with too much haste. My apologies to the TechShop team. Fondazione di Sardegna has invested in the fund. Okay, so got it. Invested a couple of millions, I believe, in the, in the fund, in the tech shop, uh, Remo fund. Yeah. And the tech shop invested into uh, smart pricing. So I, my apologies, I got it wrong. Oh, that's, a, that's an awesome clarification. So very interesting product, first of all, let's start from there. So essentially they're helping, uh, I believe, uh, hotels with less than 100 room uh, sort of uh, um, make manage pricing across the different season and uh, like different deals. So that's a, that's a very, very unique sort of play, very niche, but definitely very sort of pain oriented. So I'm sure it's a pain for, for managers there. And these guys can really effectively and with a, a nice UX kind of solve this problem. So that's cool. Uh, and yeah, awesome raise for sure from uh, uh, TechShop. So TechShop has also an interesting story. It's, a, it's, a, it's an independent VC, I would say. Uh, very much invested in uh, in, a, in, a, in a very specific seed B2B investments. So they're really like uh, narrowing down their investment thesis. And uh, they've been quite active also, I would say. They've been right now, I think they signal that they, yeah, right now is three active, but across the history of the tech shop, which I believe is about 10 years, they invested in more than 30 startups between uh, in and out. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so it's a, uh, interesting player and from what i can gather they really want to focus so now they have three active investments very very specific and uh, yeah definitely a cool a cool interesting uh, player in uh, in italy it's an sgr so it's a società di risparmio but uh, but yeah very cool play if i make complete your your, your description that shop is pretty new as SGR. So it was launched last year and the first closing was, you know, probably first semester of last year, so something along those lines, uh, with two partners and one uh, one from a more um, 
entrepreneurial background and the other from a VC background. Probably a lot of those investments come also from the background of Aurelio. Um, those are the two founders, so I believe it's out And oh God, I'm missing the name of the other. Um, uh, and the rest totally agree with you. Uh, it's another player in the Italian seed stage. So good to know that there is capital in that area. Uh, small pricing is another interesting move. I mean, yeah. probably, uh, you know, by heart, I don't know much about the market, but Italy is very strong with, is very, you know, it's very rich in smaller hotels, smaller meaning, let's say 100 rooms, or with 30 to 50 is a sweet spot in Italy. That means that probably the structure of managing the hotel, a, a lot of, and a lot of independence hotels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unlike other countries where there, there, there has been a lot of consolidation. Uh, so small hotel, not consolidated hotels, that means that their um, management is small. So maybe they don't have revenue managers. That's basically the role that tries to maximize revenues and having a platform helping with pricing. So, you know, automating that part, probably a big help for the smaller players in the Italian market. So, um, an interesting play betting on you know betting you know, foreseeing the um, the return of the, the tourism to Italy in particular and uh, Europe uh, in a more you know broader yeah. sense. No, it's gonna be cool. Like I was reading that uh, um, more than seven times more American tourists are coming to to Europe, also thanks to the the euro dollar parity which has been like unique so yeah so there you go man yes. there you go. yeah that's a great opportunity for exports so we'll yeah. see whether we are able to ride the wave yeah. uh, speaking of uh, american people i, I saw a, a selfie from russell crowe that was in front of the Colosseum in rome the other day <laughs> it's like i'm showing showing the my my former office to my kids i was like okay you won the internet today that's it that's it that's cool that's very cool Awesome. All right, let's talk about fundraising news. Lumen Venture raising 5 million from Banca del Fucino. That's, uh, that totally got my attention. That's uh, super interesting. Mm-hmm. Where uh, another uh, bank tries to actually be extremely innovative uh, in some way. We've seen a few banks that are actually playing in this field and trying to uh, ride the new technology wave. Uh, well, Banca Sella is the, the classic example that is doing really well. Um, <clears throat> Valsabina is also another bank which is like playing a few cards into the fintech and there you go like another Banca del Fucino which honestly I, I didn't know before uh, I think it's a very local bank uh, like Valsabina probably and uh, yeah there is this new collaboration between this uh, uh, essentially uh, venture capital firm and, uh, and the bank and the bank I think basically committed about 5 million for uh, for uh, early stage investment Yep, yep, yep. Uh, from the article, it says that the bank uh, will be an anchor investor. Um, uh, and uh, Lumen Ventures is, is a small fund in the sense that uh, their structure is a CIS, a simple investment company in Italian legislation. So they, it's a company that makes it quite easier to start investing in startups, but with some limitations. So. Uh, uh, one of the limitations is the amount of capital you can raise. Uh, 
But it's probably that's very good to have a specific anchor investor such as Banca del Fucino, because in that case you have a big support into your um, specific vertical. Yes, from the article again, from what we can read, uh, the, the the Lumen will have a focus on the fintech yes. market. So you've got you know the a very good player, you know investor table that's ready and waiting to support your uh, your portfolio. So yeah, interesting play. Awesome. Right, moving on. Another company that uh, you mentioned that uh, is really playing a very interesting card is Celli Group acquiring majority stake in Ukido, software developing agency uh, in Veneto region. So basically, that's uh, that's pretty interesting, and that shows an interesting way for companies to actually uh, relate to actually relate strategically with innovation. So Celli Group has been big partner in uh, soft drink distribution, especially with contracts with Coca-Cola and Pepsi. So I can I cannot even start imagining the the kind of um, incredible work they're doing. So that's, that's pretty awesome. But in terms of uh, R&D, they went on the route of actually uh, acquiring uh, one of uh, I think it's a technology partner. So it's a Ukido. It's basically a company that uh, de uh, develops software and AR and VR and also like uh, ML technologies. So by acquiring majority stake, that, that definitely can support maybe the, the next generation of product that uh, Celli Group will make. So that's uh, it's an interesting move for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, it sounds like Celli Group basically acquired their new, let's say, internal IT department mm -hmm. uh, by buying the entire firm, so having in-house from uh, from start or the developing capabilities that they want or need in order to support their business because they're coming from a completely different market. That's not uh, you know an add-on to something to something to a software company because they are not, but they don't yeah. look like a software company to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they sell beverages. So. Exactly, exactly. So very, very, look, very interesting. forward, very interesting. Mm. And uh, yeah, last week was very, very unique, actually. And so I want to end up on the note about uh, talking about Digital 360, which is also a very particular structure, I would say. So uh, Digital 360 is, uh, is a listed company uh, on the previous IM in Milan, uh, now Europe Growth, uh, I don't remember the full name. Euronext Growth. Euronext, Euro exactly. Something like that, exactly. And what is interesting is that that's uh, a company that has been built uh, by acquiring a bunch of different comp service companies and pull them together, provided like uh, providing like services and different kind of uh, digital uh, product to companies. And then they went public and they're like uh, keeping basically playing this card. So from their website, basically, what I can tell is that uh, they're focusing on two main services. One is the demand generation. So anything technology that support uh, generation of demand. And uh, they uh, have this business unit, which is comprised of essentially uh, three, three companies. So it's, it's interesting how they're pulling together uh, resources, different companies that can do like the same thing in, a most, uh, in the most effective way. So that's, uh, that's really cool. On the other side, it's advisory and coaching. Uh, for basically companies and uh, public administration. Uh, they define it as con consultech, so consulting technology in general. 
And here you can see another three companies, so for a total of six companies under the same hat. And uh, that's, that's super interesting. It's a, I don't know, it's a, it's, it's a holding company of, uh, of sub companies doing providing services, which are uh, in line with Synergistic. That's uh, very interesting. Yep, and this is actually the second deal they're announcing in basically a couple of weeks uh, because they, they made, I believe, another acquisition last week. Yeah, if I'm not wrong. So they are quite active as well. Yeah, and on top of that, exactly, the last acquisition from last week was essentially a company which is uh, CryptoNet Labs. So, yeah, cybersecurity. Cybersecurity, exactly. So I don't see here much cybersecurity going on. Maybe that's going to be another, another business unit, maybe an exploratory business unit. So, yeah, these guys are definitely like growing. Uh, beyond their uh, their uh, their niche, their uh, their main uh, their main focus, maybe. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I have to say that the cybersecurity market it looks quite hot in Italy. So small numbers, but a lot of um, uh, extraordinary operations. I mean, IPOs, acquisitions. There, yeah. there are a lot of things going on. Mm. This specific subvertical. So I wonder. I wonder why why cybersecurity is so hot right now, especially now, especially in Italy. That's uh... well, I don't I don't know about what's going on, but they probably have huge expectations about things that are to come in the future, and probably also the international events are mm-hmm. you know putting putting cybersec again on the table of the CIOs and CTOs of mm-hmm. uh, of the you know of enter- enterprises um, and. Yeah, good point. It's a moment where you, you can sell cybersec products, probably. So Interesting. there is hunger for, uh, for these services and products. Very cool. Hmm. All right, Nick, on this note, uh, thank you so much for joining. And uh, yeah, very, very cool. And uh, like a week with a lot of movement. So I'll see you next week then. Yeah, looking forward to next week. That's going to be huge. <laughs>